when I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, visit betterhelp.com slash stuff today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash stuff. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh Clark, and there's Charles W. Chuck Bryant, and this is Short Stuff. There's a um, uh, hairness of podcasters <laughs> working together right now. I wondered what... Yeah, I had a feeling that was coming. I just didn't know what you were going to use. What would you have said? I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't think about it enough, but I will say this. I didn't either. <laughs> I know. You're just, you're quick-witted. I'm not. Okay. I'm dim. No. Uh, I love this stuff so much. Uh, for a second, I thought we were talking about foie gras again. <laughs> no. I love this stuff. I love words, as you know. I love mm-hmm. um uh, etymology, etymology, entomology, etymology. Nope. Etymology. I love where they come from. I love mm-hmm. everything about the nouns of assemblage, which is what we're talking about, which is if you've ever heard a murder of crows or a hairy, a hairness of podcasters. A hairy of Hendersons. A hairy of Hendersons. That's called a noun of assemblage, which is a great band name. And I know I say that a lot, but that really is a great band name. The nouns of assemblage? I think so, yeah, but what would it be? That feels like sort of shoegaze 90s to me. Okay, yeah, I was going to say like kind of early 2000s. College rock. Yeah. Yeah, nouns of assemblage. Opening for slow dive. (laughs) Exactly. But that's what we're talking about here. Um, And we're going to talk about a lot of the specific ones, but uh, also the story of how these came about for the most part. Yeah, it turns out that there was a book that came out in 1486 um, that kicked off this kind of craze that lasted a little while that basically said, hey, you know how there's no such thing as teenagers or college yet? Well, we're going to foreshadow all that by coming up with some word gags with this book of St. Albans, which um, is basically a gentleman's guide to things like hunting, dog breeds, heraldry, sporting, just that kind of like falconry. 15, falconry. <laughs> I can leave, leave that out. out. With that kind of like 15th century, like, guide to manliness uh, is basically what it was. Yeah, man. I want a copy of this. I looked online to buy one. Um, it's it's not affordable, but they do have a, <laughs> they do have a PDF. <laughs> okay, there you go. Because my first thought was, man, I'm going to buy one of these and send it to John Hodgman. Like, he would totally appreciate this. But sure. But, uh, yeah, I might just print and bind the PDF and send to him instead. Like, I, I don't know. I think... Hodgman would appreciate it. I don't think it would sink into him that you had, like, taken out a second mortgage on your house to buy him that book, you know? Not going to happen. I I think the PDF's going to be just fine. Yeah, so we said nouns of assemblage. They can also be called terms of venery, and they're linked to Norman culture. Um, A lot of them came about from hunting and things like fishing and falconry that we're talking about. Right, like venery actually means hunting. Oh, it does? Yeah, and that, that Middle English... It also means sex in Middle English, which is a huh. weird combo if you think about it. Like, uh, what kind of venery are you asking me for right yeah, now? Exactly. Are we going to be hunting foxes or right. hunting foxes? They say both. 
Well, this book has a lot of stuff in it, but there is a chapter called, uh, and this is 1486, so there's a lot of whys where you would see eyes, like Chaucer style. So the companies of beasties and fowlies, <laughs> which is a great, uh, great chapter title. <laughs> and they basically, it sounds like a bunch of dudes in the 1400s sat around, drank a lot of booze, and had a good old time making up these nouns of assemblage. Right. So it's, which is really cute in a way. I mean, there's a lot of cuteness to the fact that, that this was ever like a big deal. But some of the things that we talk about today, like a host of angels or a shock of corn or a panel of judges, like all of those come from, if not this book, the little kind of trend in making up nouns of assemblage that the book kicked off. Yeah, so you've got a sleuth of bears, a skulk of foxes. Uh, it also tells you a little bit about the time in that uh, both women and geese were gaggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have a group of wives, a group of married women together, they're in impatience of wives. Or noon patience. <laughs> in Middle English? Which seems kind of Dutch to me, but I guess they're both derived from Germanic. Writers were a worship of writers, so they clearly thought a lot about their own talents. Mm-hmm. Um, a congregation of churchgoers, a staff of employees, all those kind of came from this whole thing. So there was like a lot of words that we, we came up with or that was that, that the, this book put out or, or the trend came up with that we still use today. But because they were terms of venery, it was mostly meant um, for animals. So like the fact that humans were showing up in here at all was meant to be kind of like a joke, like a bit of satire. Because the, the terms were meant to be nouns of assemblage for animals specifically. Yeah, and I think it became sort of a, a just popular trend period outside of this book. And mm-hmm. younger people started making these things up, and it just became a bit of a fad for a little while. It did. It was kind of like um, it was like uh, stuffing yourself into phone booths 15th century style. That's right. You want to take a break real quick, and then we'll just come back and, and – say some more of these because it's a lot of fun to do. Agreed. Okay. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins. Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. All right, start it off, Chuck. All right, we'll go to birds. Uh, There are a lot of them for birds because they hunted birds and birds are everywhere. 
So that's where we get murder of crows. Uh, I think that's one of the more common ones that people know. Mm-hmm. And unkindness of ravens, which I had heard before. And that they kind of make a point here in this House of Works article that it really indicates like the gaggle of women and geese is how they felt about these things. Yeah. So murder and unkindness for these two birds that people don't really like, where you'll have a charm of finches because they're super cute. That's one of my favorites. It's a good one. Uh, there's also a college of cardinals, which for some reason to me is really evocative. Like it really brings to mind a bright red cardinal for some reason in it my does. mind's eye. So I like that one. Yeah. I think that's kind of part of it. You know, it's supposed to really be evocative too. Although some of them are clearly jokey. Um, a mustering of storks. Who one. knows, but it's worth <laughs> mentioning, right? Yeah. There, there's one that C.S. Lewis coined that's actually now considered in dictionaries as the proper way to say a group of owls. That's a parliament. Yeah, that one's pretty cool too. Yeah, way to go C.S. Lewis. Uh, let me see here. You've got insects. A swarm of bees has stuck around. There mm-hmm. are not a ton of nouns of assemblage for insects though. Yeah. Uh, business of flies, which I'd never heard of. If you have a bunch of lice, what's it called? A flock of lice, which is, that's just creepy. Yeah. I think they should have gone with a beard of bees. Yeah, that's not bad. But... Instead of a swarm. <laughs> yeah. And then there's some of the cutest ones are are reserved for baby versions of our pets, domesticated animals. So like a Kindle of kittens. I looked up the puppies one. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. It's a piddle of puppies, no, and it, it's adorable. because of why you think it, it is. <laughs> I'm glad I know that now because I often tell the story of when I got my uh, dog who is no longer with us, Buckley. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the shelter, and there was a piddle of puppies all together in a little ball, and uh, he's the only one who peeled away from that piddle oh. and came over to me. So I was like, you're the one. You're the one. But now I know, piddle of puppies. That's great. Uh, agreed. It is pretty great. Um what else, Chuck? There's wild animals, a pride of lions, a wisdom of wombats, which I had not heard before. Yeah, I mean, you've also got dogs. A pack of dogs was one, but dogs had a bunch of them because dogs were pets and they were hunting friends. And mm-hmm. so there were, you could have a kennel of dogs, a pack of dogs, a cry, or a mute of dogs. Yeah, those were just the hunting hounds in particular. There's also gang, legion, a meat of dogs. Ew. Yeah. A meat of dogs. It sounds like they're up to something, you know? Yeah, and, and although you may have a kindle of kittens, once those kittens grow up, they become a clouder of, and that's C-L-O-W-D-E-R, of mm-hmm. cats, a clouder of cats. Mm-hmm. Which is better than a chowder of cats, really. <laughs> God. <laughs> I said some of the uh, wild animals already, but uh, the uh, if you notice, the flies group was called a business of flies, there's also a business of ferrets. And really, it, it makes a lot of sense because it's business is derived from busyness, like something that's busy and moving about and everything, which really does apply to both a bunch of flies and a bunch of ferrets, too. So some of these were kind of right on. A gam of whales seems a little out of the blue. Yeah, a prickle of hedgehogs makes sense. Mm-hmm. A bloat of, hi- of hippos makes sense. Sure. Uh, but what about an, obstinance, an obstinacy of buffalo? Yeah, that makes sense. They, they're they kind of immovable, you know? I guess so. So I say, I propose that we stop for now, but we start a spinoff <laughs> podcast where every episode we just spend an hour saying these things, okay? Yeah, and if you want to ever go on Jeopardy, I would recommend memorizing all of them. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. 
Uh, and if you want to know more about these, you can go on to HowStuffWorks.com and look up this really great article. And uh, since we said that, everybody, Short Stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.